Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, new customers, when you use promo code DNVR and make any $5 money line bet on an NBA game, you're going to get $100 in free bets. No, $200. It's even better if your team wins only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I am Patrick Lyons. And live from Philadelphia, I'm Susie Hunter. Patrick, I tried to go to a baseball game last night and How'd it go? I didn't get one. <laughs> Why not? What happened? What's, what's um, wrong, Philadelphia? In, in typical game three in Philly fashion, it got rained out. It's happening tonight. Very true. Yes. Don't have a game three results to talk about. We've got more preview and more implications of this rain out to discuss. Uh, are the Oakland athletics going to continue to be the Oakland athletics? We'll touch on that. There's a little bit of Rockies news as well. We'll kind of rehash all the craziness uh, at, of uh, Halloween, as well as what Susie was able to take in there at citizens bank park. Cause yeah. uh, it was spooky season there. Uh, and, and it wasn't all just about the costumes, but to your point, Yes, Susie. Apparently, Game 3 in Philadelphia in the World Series is cursed. We've got uh, Tuesday night's game postponed. Everything moves back, so tonight is still Game 3. So if you had tickets for Game 3, you still have tickets for Game 3. It's just now on a different day, which is hard for some people to understand, which I think you and I discussed about it on the air after the show, where I was like, hey, wait a minute. I've got this thought. And so you actually had to set me straight a little bit because – I yeah. kind of overthought it. I overthought it a bit. Patrick overthought something that is so unlike you. No, I mean, game three is game three. Whenever game three happens, I have the ticket and I will be there. So that'll be tonight. We're going to do a whole do-over of everything we did pregame yesterday. So like yesterday, my dad picked up hoagies and he came over to my sister's house to pick me up. And then we headed down to the game. So we're going to do that all over again. Just going to get some primos on the way there or on the way over here. It'll be good. I love my hoagies. That's great. Yes, the the weather should be much better here uh, for game three, take two. Uh, In 2009 and 2008 and 1993, so every game three in Philadelphia has had a delayed start with rain. This one, obviously, a 24-hour delayed start. Uh, Mm -hmm. might call it a postponement. Also, in 1983, in Game 3 of the World Series there against the Orioles, there was no delay, but it did rain. And according to New York Times' Tyler Kepner, there was a wet spot on the turf at Veterans Stadium that caused a key error to Yvonne DeJesus. So you have to expect it now. It's just just part of the canon. That's what's going to happen. It's going to rain for Game 3. You know what? I was watching MLB Network this morning, and those guys were up in arms about, like, oh, the weather in the Northeast. Should they play it at a neutral site? They should make Philly get a dome. Like, everyone was just, like, mouthing off. And I'm like, baseball is – it's an outdoor sport, you know, and weather happens, and we adjust. (laughs) It does, yes. I I think – uh, I don't know that there's any rental canopy company that could possibly put a dome in the last minute over Citizens Bank Park. Yeah, definitely not necessary. That is that is something that I have thought of in the past. I think, you know, after the 2020 pandemic season, this idea of could we possibly end up having some kind of neutral site World Series? I don't think so, but it's not crazy. So. It's not crazy. It is something where maybe in 50 years time with maybe the next you know, resurgence or the next uh, wave of new stadiums, maybe everybody does end up getting domes and you could possibly have a world series in one singular city becomes a party similar to the super bowl. It's not totally crazy 
for it the is far totally off. crazy. Actually, it's totally insane because think about it. Oh, oh, you know, a Super Bowl, it's an amazing event. It's so much fun. It's so exciting for all football fans, not just the fans of that team. And it's one game, though. It's one game that you travel for. You get one hotel. You make one flight. But for a World Series, all of those fans are going to go to that stadium for a whole week or for, you know, one game and then there's more. So it's like, it just doesn't make sense to me logistically that you would have two fan bases for so many games over such a long, unexpected period of time too. Cause you don't know if it's going to be four games, if it's going to be seven games, it's, I think it's too complicated for, a, for a neutral site. The only part I will agree with you on, as far as that's concerned is, is like you said, is there going to be a game five or six? Cause I've got a flight and I've got a hotel and all those things. You're mm -hmm. right. Uh, but if, if you've got a buildup similar to what we had this year, where there was, you know, four days between the final LCS and the world series. Well, now there you, you're going to have some fun festivities going on. So uh, not crazy, but you're right. There are definitely some, some flaws with that. The schedule, not flawed. Everything's going to move back a day, including the day yeah. off. So now, yeah. yeah. So we got game three today. Game four on Wednesday, game five on Thursday. Now the off day is going to be Friday. And then if necessary, game six on Saturday, game seven on Sunday. So that means MLB is going up against Sunday Night Football, Tennessee against Kansas City. They didn't want that. Also, game five is Houston and Philly going up against Houston and Philly. The Eagles are going to Houston to play the Texans. What is going on with that? That's that is so weird. What a what a crazy coincidence this is, too. But yeah, um, I don't even know how they're going to broadcast these games, too, because I think Fox was supposed to have that one. <laughs> yeah. Or no, wait, it's uh, Thursday Night Football. No, never mind. <laughs> I don't know. Well, there's a battle. About. There's a battle going on with 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 Fox, and is it going to be on FS1? All those things. Uh, mm -hmm. Great comment that we got again. Uh, join us on the DNBR Sports channel on YouTube from Design Love. Baseball plays all summer in good weather, and then in the most important games, it's in the less than desirable weather. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, you can even make the case that playing in the middle of the summer is is not all that desirable uh, when it's 90, 95 degrees. Uh, that's with true. A lot of humidity. That's that can be rough as well. I mean, honestly, this is, I mean, even like, I think they could have played through that last night. Like it really wasn't very hard rain, but you know, given, you know, what happened in the 2008 world series in Philly, MLB is not going to take any risks for not being able to play through a whole game. I get that. But I mean, you're running around a little drizzle and like cool temperatures. That sounds a lot nicer than playing in hundred degree temperatures that you're going to see in a lot of ballparks in the summer. So hard to who, who knows? Yeah. yeah and that's a great point because it, the cancellation I think had more to do with, well, what if we play a little bit and we can't finish Yeah, and then we've got to pick it up where we left off. Like, as you point out in, in 2008 there. So you just say, Hey, you know what? Let's just kind of do it back all over again. We already made some good money from everyone who came down to the ballpark uh, before uh, the game on Monday. <laughs> let's do it again. Let's roll it back. So basically they're going to get an extra day, regardless of whether it goes the full seven games. They have, uh, they've got an extra bonus day of, of revenue that is uh, coming into the ballpark. Other uh, different changes with the lineups implications here. This definitely seems to favor the Phillies. And we'll talk about how in a second, one of the new lineup changes that we saw before game three, we'll see what happens now. Cause we've got a new starter in game three, but David Hensley as the DH for the dominant Houston Astros, who excuse me, David Hensley. Who is uh, this? 
<laughs> 26-year-old utility uh, infielder, 34 career plate appearances with the Astros late in the season, starting over all-stars, Trey Mancini and Aledmus Diaz. That probably because they are somewhat of a combined two for 30-something. Mancini yeah. hasn't gotten hit this entire postseason. Diaz you know, basically had to do a uh, Michael Jackson smooth criminal lean over the plate to get hit by a pitch. We saw that yesterday. So funny. That was one of your better jokes, Patrick. (laughs) I mean, and that's, that's the only way he's going to be able to get something going. So they say, Hey, you know what? Let's give this Hensley guy a start, but I don't know if that'll happen now because instead of getting the right-hander Noah Syndergaard, it will be left-hander Ranger Suarez going in game three for Philadelphia. You like the sound of that. That probably increases your confidence in Philadelphia winning game three tonight. Oh, for sure. I mean, Ranger Suarez has just been that dude. He's been calm, cool, and collected, keeps that heart rate real low. Rob Thompson has so much faith in him. So I like that this is getting to move. It's just moving things around for them. And it's honestly going to be a ripple effect through the rest of the series too. Just this one rain delay. Yeah, and way more so for the Phillies and Astros. Astros are going to kind of stick with the way, you know, things are. They're, they don't have uh, the same issues, I think, that the Phillies rotation and, and and bullpen are having. So this this definitely benefits them. Suarez was supposed to pitch on Tuesday, so he's going to still pitch on Tuesday. Uh, Nola is going to go in uh, game four now, uh, but that's still four days of rest. He's good. Mm-hmm. And then Syndergaard on Thursday to start game five. That is if he's not Thank used you. out of the bullpen, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you could go Kyle Gibson in game five if that's the case. I sort of feel like game six starter, Zach Wheeler, he may need to be ready. If if the Astros win games three and four, game five is a must win. You cannot roll out Gibson or Syndergaard to start that game. You need Zach Wheeler in that spot in a must, hmm. must win but the thing about Zach Wheeler, I think he needs that day. I think he just is having so much fatigue from this elongated season his velo is down on his fastball i mean he he needs that rest so i i don't know if he would be the best choice in that situation because he's he's tired yeah do you want do you want a uh, fully rested and 100 bullpen day or at least bullpen day type starters in gibson or Syndergaard? Or would you rather have 75% Zach Wheeler being able to figure it out? That may be the question for Rob Thompson if they lose the next two days. Obviously, we will have to wait and see how that ends up going mm-hmm. down. Uh, but, Susie, I thought you might find this interesting. And you yeah. say, well, let's look Let's look to history to figure out who's going to you know, win the World Series or who's going to do well here. The last time a team won games 3, 4, and 5 on the road, were these Houston Astros back in 2019. <laughs> you may recall uh, that was almost a World Series. I think that uh, in addition to 2020, one that we forgot. I don't know that 2020 was one that we ever wanted to remember. No. 2019, we may have forgotten because immediately the pandemic came after it. That was a World Series where the road team won every single game. That That's was a weird wild, series. Right? That was really weird. Yes, of course, that was. I do remember that World Series only because that was when the Nationals won the season after Bryce Harper ended up with the Phillies. And I hated the narrative <laughs> of that. <laughs> so now that we're on a better track. Yeah, I remember that World Series for sure. Yeah, the road team won every game. There you go. So, all right. So we could we could have a repeat of that with uh, the same franchise. But how about how about? After splitting the first two games of the World Series, the last team to win games three, four, and five at home, the 2008 Philadelphia Phillies. So look, history is giving us mixed messages here. 
as far as all of this is concerned. That's why we just have to tune in to watch. That's That's baseball. That's why you play the game. That's why we play the game, Patrick. Exactly. We'll see what happens. Took the words out of your mouth there. You did. (laughs) I got it. I got it. No one's going to take the words out of your mouth or the drink out of your hand at the DNVR bar on the corner of Colfax in York. Uh, especially if you're a member, because you're going to get 15% off your entire tab. Legit. You're getting food. Maybe you're buying drinks for people. Maybe you're buying drinks for yourself. It doesn't matter. You're having a good time. You're living your best life. Well, you can live your best life with 15% off when you're a member to the DNVR.com. One five. One five. I love that. Uh, and and uh, it's only 50 cents for your first month. Point five zero, not to be confused with 15%. Yes. which now when I say 15 and 50, even I don't know what I'm saying at this point. But yes, 50 cents for that first month. You know, if you're ready to go all in on the annual membership, you are going to get a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com, whether that's something new that we just dropped, whether it's something for the Avs winning the Stanley Cup, you name it, you get it for free from the dnvr.com. Of course, you get access to the members-only Discord where we're not only talking about the World Series and the Rockies, uh, but Nuggets, Avs, Broncos, CU, Buffs, CSU, Rams, uh, even just general things. People are people are foodies out there. They're sharing their stuff on food. Uh, I know Susie enjoys being in the pro wrestling chat from time to time. Don't comment, but I know That's you like slander. to read. I know you like to read what's going on in the world. Um, we'll see if we can get some comments out of you. But we've got all kinds of fun, different little side conversations going on here and there when you're a member to the DNVR.com. You don't have to be a member at all if you're listening to this on the podcast or on the DNVR Sports Channel on YouTube to get up to 60% off the value of tickets when you go to Game Time Tickets. It's a wonderful app you should download, but really hit the link in our description. It really helps us out, benefits in a major way. You can get seats on the 50-yard line, courtside. Susie, I know you already had tickets for Game 3, but did you go online to look to see if maybe some of the ticket brokers and people who had tickets were trying to maybe offload their tickets just before first Ooh. pitch? I, you know, I, I did not get a chance to look. I was trying to conserve that cell phone battery because I didn't know how long I was going to be there. Wise, very wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I'll take another look um, at some point. But yeah, I would imagine that, you know, people need to sell some tickets, maybe buy some new tickets now that plans have changed. Yeah, that and that can be huge too for big events like that, outdoor events, even the when we were young festival a couple weeks ago there in Las yep. Vegas when that cancels. And sometimes that really plays out to your advantage because if someone can't go to game three on Tuesday night, but they could on Monday night, well, shoot, now they got to get rid of their tickets and you could have scooped right in there. You didn't even need to be in Philadelphia at that point. You could have gotten a really good deal uh, with game time tickets. Again, check out that link in our description. Um, So it helps us out in a really nice way, mutually beneficial for everybody. But bottom line, you can get tickets to the hottest events going on. And look, life is what happens when you're busy making plans. And if a car crash impacts you and it's something that wasn't your fault, and you now have injuries, medical bills, lost income, property damage, you got to deal with that disruption in your life. Guess what? Here's what you need to do. Contact Travis Legal Offices. Call them at 303 766 8766. They're going to give you a free consultation on your personal injury matter. Uh, you can also reach out 24 7 on the web at travislegaloffices.com. It's a family run law firm. We love that. They're right here in Colorado. Also helps. Uh, they've been dealing with Colorado personal injury cases and insurance disputes for years. So they got folks who've been educated locally at DU and CU law schools and has a staff with more than 35 years of experience in handling these kinds of personal injury cases because we know the insurance companies don't want to deal with it. 
but Travis Legal Offices will very much help you deal with it. Give them a call, 303-766-8766. Well, some uh, more fallout from the the World Series. Uh, we talked about Alex Bregman and his son, Knox, being very much good luck and the family's stable of horses, quite literally. Um, but we've got uh, Austin or Aaron Nola. He had his brother there. Uh, during the National League Championship Series. Now he's got a brother of a different sort. His brother on the LSU Tigers, Alex Bregman and Aaron Nola, reunited. Oh, they were even roommates down what there. What a great throwback. Yeah, I'm, uh, that's crazy that they were roommates. I don't think they're they're super close, though. <laughs> no, they're, they're not. I mean, I think they're just like... Uh, regular friends rather than, you know, super friends. Yeah. They're, I don't they're think they're best besties. friends. Yeah. They're, they're not besties, which, which is fine. I mean, they have, they have different personalities. Sometimes those things can kind of mesh. Nola is, is more, more laid back uh, in in a way. Bregman is, is more social and, and, and outgoing in, in a lot of different ways, but uh, it's kind of cool that those guys are together. And uh, I know their, their coach went out to, to see them in Houston uh, when the season had ended and, you know, some things happen and didn't get an opportunity to to go out to dinner with either of those guys. Lo and behold, he's uh, he's getting another opportunity there. So that's a neat little uh, little story that we've got going. On. It's not the same as the two brothers playing against each other, but Very we do have former yeah. teammates. That's still cool. I wanted to look up their signs to see if that could have played a role in it. Aaron Nola is a Gemini, and Alex Bregman is an is he an Aries? I think he's an Aries. Yeah, interesting. So does that mean they should get along? They should hate each other or they should be exactly as they are just. I think they should be exactly as they are. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, they're not enemies, but you know, I could see that they could be very different people. (laughs) I'm very much looking forward to this off season, looking at free agents for the Colorado Rockies from this, you know, spectrum of, Hey, what signs would link up really well? And maybe which ones don't and forgetting about statistics. Maybe that's how the Rockies need to find their leadoff hitter. They need to bring you into the front office. And Megan Angley about who we should be filling in the gaps with. Cause who knows? Who knows? Will we set a record tonight slash yesterday, Susie? Mm -hmm. Um, because in Houston, they did in game two of the world series. They set a record for in-stadium merchandise sales in MLB world series history, broke the record that was set one day prior for game one. So <laughs> I'm thinking with, with two bites at the apple game three has to probably take it to the next level, especially when you consider Phillies fans haven't had a chance to have as much world series gear as, as Astros fans have had in, in the recent memory. Okay, well, first of all, my question is, does game three, all of game three count yesterday? Okay, so I I mean, maybe because as people were waiting in the rain, because it was raining for a while before they actually officially postponed it. So the line for all of the stores was like wrapping around the concourse. I and I myself contributed to the merch sales. Well, my dad bought me a jersey, a personalized jersey. I'll be wearing it tonight, so I'll post pictures. It's, it's very now. What the question? I, I have so many questions. The first one you answered. Yeah, did you get in on this? Did you contribute? Yes. What was the number that you got on the back? I'm gonna guess twenty two for the year. That's 22. a real. You know, you know my my strategy. Yes, I I got the the year that I got the jersey. Yes, and it's got the World Series patch on it. And the name that I got on it has a really nice Saltalamachia arc. Oh, wait a minute. 
Does it have an at sign on the back? They uh, it, it that's the only thing it's missing. Oh, so you got the Susie Hunter on the back? I did. One word. Um, the guy, you know, lining up the letters, like saw me put the order in. He was just like, oh, I was about to take a break. He's like, this is going to take me forever. I'm like, you can take your break. Like, I'm not in a rush. <laughs> like, do whatever you need to do. So then like a half hour later, I got the text that it was it was ready. He was like, I almost didn't have enough room for it. And I'm like, but I appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Quick, quick sidebar. If mm -hmm. anyone asks you tonight, you have to be ready when they say, well, the Susie Hunter. Who is your favorite all-time number 22 on the Phillies? Because, you know, they might not necessarily jump to the conclusion of the year. So you got to be ready. Was it Mark Appel from this year? Andrew McCutcheon the previous three years? You've got uh, Jason Michaels from the early 2000s. Hard-hitting Mark Witten. I would be more of a Pete Incavilia, Inky Dinky Do from 93 in 94. Your brain is just insane. Did you look this all up in the past couple of seconds, or do you just have an encyclopedia of every number 22? Uh, for the bit, yes. I just know all of this off the top of my head. Mike, Now, Mike Schmidt wore it for a year in 1972, so really, that's that's a good throwback for that one. That's a really, that's a very niche answer. That might be my answer. But I'm a big fan of Mark Appel because he, you know, definitely went through a lot in his journey to make his major league debut. So, but I do like a good Michael Jack shit, Schmidt reference. That was, talk about a Freudian slip. You could also <laughs> say the first ever number 22 for the Philadelphia Phillies in 1932, Snipe Hansen. Snipe Hanson. I like that name. Got legs. That could work. So yeah, I just like big, big Snipe Hanson fan. Uh, and when Brian Hunter was a member of the Phillies, he wore number 19. So some people will be kind of confused a little bit, but that's okay. That's okay. You know, the first thing the guy asked me when I picked up my jersey, he was like, so are you hunting other Susies? And I was like, I don't know. Have you ever met another Susie? <laughs> there you go. That yeah, very much good work. I like that. I like that very good wordplay. So now you got to figure out and you got to get an at sign put on there. Does that even exist? Probably. You, you know what? I don't know if um, the team stores will have those. I think if I got the jerseys somewhere outside of Citizens Bank Park, maybe that would have been an option, but. Okay. And we'll be unveiling it tonight. Looking forward to see that. Um, the welcome committee in Philadelphia did a good job of uh, displaying mm -hmm. for the first time a wonderful billboard. A billboard that goes oh. hard at the Houston Astros in a really good way. It wasn't necessarily the city. It was a, a, a law firm, probably not as good as Travis legal offices. But their, uh, their sign there with the city of Philadelphia in the background had a funny sign, but the Astros stole it. Classic, classic joke. Oh, I'll, we have a comment from Ethan about my jersey. Yes, it does have the World Series patch, and it is beautiful. Beautiful. I can't it's wait to show you guys. Beautiful. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Um, we also have uh, the welcoming committee allegedly broke a window on the Astros bus, and Ooh. we could see that. And and maybe window, I guess windows the the proper term. It was like a double glass window on a lot of yeah. private buses. You know, it's it's blacked out there, so it's tinted. The tint was blown out, so there was still a there was still glass there, but it was blown out, and you could very clearly see Justin Verlander giving the middle finger to fans uh, with a smile on his face. Uh, as he, he got into Citizens Bank ballpark, doubled down because when he got off the bus, 
gave another middle finger. Mm -hmm. But as you pointed out, Susie, I did not see the follow-up. Justin Verlander did put out this tweet on Twitter to actually set the record straight. Yes, he said, the whole interaction was in jest as all the fans around you were just saying hello in their native tongues. That is the (laughs) nicest way to say everyone was flipping them off. So I responded in kind, all in good fun. I enjoyed the banter. Also, nobody broke the window. It was just like that. So Justin Verlander cleared up all of the rumors. No Philly fan broke the window in this situation. God knows how well, how the window actually broke. A but Philly yeah. fan broke it, but just not. Yeah, not in this I'm, instance. I'm sure a Philly fan it. broke it, but just not today in this instance, in this World Series situation. But yeah, Justin Verlander had the biggest smile on his face, giving the finger back to all the Phillies fans who were probably yelling the most ridiculous, rudest things to him. So I, I actually love this. I know I saw a lot of comments on Twitter saying like, he's a professional that's so classless. I'm like, no, it's it's hilarious and you got to read the room when you come to Philly. That's really what a professional does when in Rome. I, I couldn't agree more. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the room says uh, respond in kind. You're doing that in another city. It really might not go over as well. I think they would still, you know, if, if any of the, the Phillies players did that in Houston, you know, because uh, maybe some Astros fans were, were jawing at them, there would be some people that would laugh at and would kind of enjoy it a little bit. But in, in Philadelphia, look, frankly, that's that's how you say hello sometimes. And you tell someone that they are important, that they are number one, because you are so upset at them that you have to spout such vitriol at them. So I had no problem with that. I thought it was fun because he did it with a smile on his face. It was yeah. very much like, hey, it's a fun back and forth. You doing your thing. I'm doing mine. I actually thought it was really nice. Yeah, it was it was really beautiful. It was very it was a very beautiful moment for them to share. (laughs) Monday was actually the 21st anniversary of George W. Bush throwing out the first pitch in the World Series just after 9-11. In my opinion, number one all-time greatest first pitch in baseball history. Do you have that there? Are you going a different route and you're going with someone like 50 Cent because it's just hilarious that someone who's so physically fit cannot do something basically athletic. That is so funny. I love that 50 cent is now the standard for a terrible first pitch. Like if someone really beefs it, like they're going to compare it to 50 cent because it was just the worst first pitch we've ever seen. But that George W. Bush first pitch in the world series right after nine 11, that was so much bigger than baseball. Like that is obvious. That is so far above any competition for best first pitch. I think. Yeah, no, hands down. Because at that point, it's it's not, hey, this president represents this this party versus the other one, or this is the president of America. He he was the president of the world. Like he he was the face. He was the leader mm-hmm. at a time um, where you know the terrorism was uh, obviously reached its peak there. Um, obviously, so unfortunate. But yeah, that that to me goes down as number one, even ahead of the first ever first pitch, uh, which was in 1910 by William Howard Taft. Yes. Yes. That is something I can claim that I I knew uh, ahead of time. Uh, That was the first president to throw out a first pitch. He did it again the next year. And then in 1912, he did not throw out the first pitch because the Titanic had sunk. So he had some other things to deal with. And that's that. But the Titanic sunk in April. April 14th. Yes. Well, opening day was a little bit later at that point. They only played oh, 154 games. Oh, these were opening games. day first pitches. Got it. Got it. Also, William Howard Taft, like the least in shape president ever, correct? Uh, yeah, I would have to agree. He was, he was uh, a happy boy. Yeah, 
He was, yeah. And I think when he threw out the first pitch, obviously, he was in Washington. So if the Washington Senators maybe had even say started in Philadelphia to play the Athletics, it would have been would have been maybe more of a of, of a home opener anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was pretty neat. Philadelphia Flyers got in the spirit. Uh, they were playing against the uh, the Rangers. Took the train to New York City in their Phillies jersey. I don't know if you saw this, but I did see this. First of all, I love that they take the train to Madison Square Garden because also. Why wouldn't you? That's so much better than trying to drive around the city or that's it's perfect. And I also love the train. I love uh, 30th Street Station in Philly. And I loved seeing the Flyers all decked out in Philly's gear getting on the train. I love that support. That is like what makes Philly such a fun sports town, too, is everyone's everyone's supporting each other right now. I couldn't make out the names on the back of the jerseys. I only spotted one and it was a Dalton Guthrie number 18 Jersey. That was it. I did. I didn't oh see a Harper. God. Didn't see Wheeler. It's not because they weren't there. I just coincidentally, that was the only one I saw, which I thought was very strange. I will say, um, you know, I'm sure the flyers have a lot of connects, a lot of connections. They can get whatever they want, but um, it seems like, some of the stores that sell jerseys outside of the stadium are, are running a little short. Um, there's a picture that's been going around on Twitter amongst Philly's Twitter of a, a store that has a bunch of available jerseys. But if you look, the names are like Kingery and Arietta, And it's like, okay, so like no one wants these. That's why we still have them. So they could have had a whole team of Scott Kingery's getting on the train if they really wanted to for, I'm sure, a great discount. <laughs> Susie, you could have had a number 22 Andrew McCutcheon jersey that A, said McCutcheon, B, didn't have the patch. So on second thought, you went the right choice there. I think so. I did. I did. I like that. Um, <laughs> there, uh, if, if, if Philadelphia isn't already kind of, you know, the top of the world right now, uh, as I want to say, if they haven't, if life hasn't already handed them fresh squeezed lemonade. One of the top players in Japan has just outright come out and said, actually, no, he hasn't. It's just been speculation from a lot of sources that he wants to play with the Phillies. And the Phillies already have a full outfield, uh, 29-year-old Masataka Yoshida. He's he's one of the best. Uh, he's he's going to get paid uh, fairly well. He's going to be fairly compensated. 201 WRC plus last season, way more career uh, walks than strikeouts over there in Japan. And... Uh, my favorite part is his favorite player is Bryce Harper, who's a year older than him. But <laughs> all right, whatever. So so this guy wants to come to the Phillies. I don't know if he can necessarily orchestrate that going down. If there's other teams that are going to be more interested, which I imagine is the case since Phillies do have a full outfield. But yeah. hey, maybe they get him on the cheap hometown discount. Maybe, yeah, the hometown discount. I don't think it's weird that someone, I don't think it's weird that someone who's a year younger than Bryce Harper would be such a big fan of his in that way because Bryce Harper has been in the spotlight since he was a literal child. So when he first heard of Bryce Harper, you know, he might have been just a kid. He probably was just a kid. So I don't think it's that weird just because Bryce Harper has been so famous for so long. No, that's, that's true. I mean, think about it. You know, he's 18 years old. Uh, I, I don't even think, Maybe he was a late bloomer. I think his first season for uh, Masataka Yoshida was at 22 years old. So uh, by that point, uh, Harper was a three, four-time All-Star, right? He was on the All-Star team mm-hmm. uh, 19 years old. So you're right. He was a superstar already at that point uh, before Yoshida's career had even started. So uh, I think you're right. It, it Again, on paper, you go, well, that seems wild. But again, in in, this, in the circumstance as, as you paint, you're right. I mean, 16 yeah. years old on the cover of Sports Illustrated, obviously – uh, you might start to have an affinity for a player like that because he's obviously very talented and uh, you want to see where his career 
takes you. We hope uh, that you have an affinity for Green Mountain Dental Group and uh, your uh, your likeness of, of having really bright, pearly white teeth and healthy teeth and a healthy mouth take you down to Green Mountain Dental Group located only 15 minutes uh, outside of downtown Denver. Uh, they're going to hook you up in a major way. All you got to do is just mention DNVR Sports. Sent. You don't even have to be a member. Tell them that DMVR Sports sent you. You get a $300 discount for a full orthodontics treatment for new patients. You can also get a set of free uh, bleach trays, $350 value. It's what I've used to keep my pearly whites, frankly, pearly. Uh, new patient cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Yeah, you you, you sign up for those, uh, those three uh, cleaning, x-ray, uh, and exam. They're going to hook you up with that uh, with that serious value. Make sure that your chompers are looking really good. But going further down your mouth hole into your stomach, you got to have good gut health, and that's where Athletic Greens is going to come in, help you out one scoop every morning. That's that's how I start my day before I do anything. I'm getting both my hydration, right? I'm getting my water, and I'm getting 75 high quality vitamins with that one scoop. I'm also getting whole foods or superfoods probiotics, minerals, adaptogens that help me start my day right. Uh, it supports mental clarity and alertness. It's a micro habit with major benefits. Again, if you're pounding coffee first thing in the morning, that's not necessarily good for your body. You should wait about 90 minutes before you have that first uh, bit of caffeine. Athletic Greens is going to help bridge that gap for you. They're also going to help you out by giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash R-O-C. Those are the first three letters of Rockies. That's athleticgreens.com slash R-O-C to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Patrick, you know what I learned about drinking coffee on an empty stomach? Ooh, bubble guts. No, 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 no. Um, making or drinking coffee on an empty stomach before you've had anything else, uh, could actually increase levels of anxiety. So if you are an anxious person or if you are like so jittery after drinking coffee on an empty stomach, that's probably why. So yeah, you should definitely wait. You know, I brought them travel packs with me to Philly. Ah, you're not having that issue when you go to Wawa for that French vanilla. Yes. Yes, exactly. No, I, I mean, I feel jittery on, on an empty stomach or if I just don't eat enough. Mm-hmm. And if we get jittery and, and yeah, I get that's, that is like a, an anxious type feeling. So, um, thankfully I, I haven't had that recently with, uh, with my athletic green. So that's been fantastic. And unfortunately, Cal Freeland is not the 2022 Roberto Clemente award winner that goes to Dodgers third baseman, Justin Turner. And, uh, he celebrated by looking identical kind of, I mean, they both have red hair, uh, Canelo Alvarez getting all dressed up. <laughs> this is um, kind of- also, I, it's just I, so yeah. weird seeing Justin Turner without the big red beard. Well, that's true. You're you know, right. like he's he that he's done? it down. Uh, but yeah, this is this is hysterical. Is he done in L.A. now? Is that is that a sign that maybe he wants to go play for a more fresh, freshly shaved team in the Yankees? Justin Turner to the Yankees. Oh, my gosh. My 14 year old cousin who lives in Pasadena would be devastated. Yeah, I think what's also funny, too, about this is he's not wearing a shirt there. Uh, disclaimer, we probably should have said that before that a there's gonna be a ginger on the show with their shirt off. Um I can say that I'm also ginger. But um a couple weeks ago, I think when they were in San Diego, like some of the Dodgers dressed up as like Chippendale dancers. And oh, Joey and he Gallo was so pale. Well, well, Joey Gallo, he just went, you know, topless and he had the bow tie on. Um, Andre Jackson, I think, might have also. But then there were two, and then I think it was Cody Bellinger and Justin Turner. They wore a fake bodysuit to look like they had abs. 
And now all of a sudden he's giving away the goods for free. So, you know, I think he might've just wanted to exaggerate it for the costume effect. Did I tell you the story though, that Cody Bellinger didn't know what a Chippendale was? No. Did, did he know what a rescue ranger was at least? He did. So when someone mentioned to him, Hey, we're going to dress up as Chippendales. Do you want in? He was like, yeah, that sounds good. That's what I assumed how he answered. Nailed that impression. Nailed then, it. Thank you. Thank you. But then um, when like the bow tie and the cuffs came in, he was like, do the chipmunks wear those? And they were like, no, Cody. <laughs> wow. So he, yeah, he really was thinking about the rescue rangers then. He really literally. was thinking about the rescue rangers. Um, he had no idea wow. what they were talking about. Uh, Cody Bellinger, a very, a very special man. <laughs> So can we, can we tap back into the Cody Bellinger here? Um, and so I'm going to interview Cody Bellinger and say, so what did you think of Justin Turner's costume as Canelo Alvarez? What? Um, he dressed up as what? That's not him. <laughs> I, I like the idea that someone in costume is now a different person. Well, that can't be. So that's I... Canelo Alvarez. And then Canelo Alvarez, did he dress up as Justin Turner? That's really the thing we got to get to the bottom of we besides, really do i'm gonna the, work on my i'm gonna work on my cody bellinger impression and we can do more of these in the off season for sure i mean i think you're already there to be honest i don't i don't i think you're already there i think you've got it nailed that's it Thanks. yeah i like that uh, a couple more costumes for halloween <laughs> levi flanagan big shout out to this guy here on the dnvr rockies podcast he dressed up as charlie blackman mom hooked up the costume kelsey wingert lynch Blew this up on Twitter. Look at that gigantic oh, head. That's awesome. I missed this tweet. Oh my gosh. We've got a minion. We've got Bluey. And we've got a very big headed Charlie Blackman. This is hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that almost so looks good. like a South Park. Like Charlie Blackman if he was on South Park. Oh my gosh. That's exactly what that looks like. That's yeah. so funny. That's pretty good. Yeah, if you if you know Levi, let him know. You got a big shout out. Uh, also, we had four friends dressed up as the New York Mets announced team. I know Susie's going to enjoy this uh, and see who who has the best likeness. Is it the Keith Hernandez? Yeah, it's got to be Gary Cohen. Oh my god, Steve Gelbs, Ron Darling. These these kids nailed it. Oh my gosh, they look great. I mean, I love when little kids dress up as old people. Um, <laughs> I hope. I hope they had like good impressions going on too. You know, this is so funny. They nailed it. I hope, yeah, I hope the Keith Hernandez kid uh, had some candy cigarettes he was busting out because that would have that would really taken it to the next level. I was gonna say, I hope he's just complaining about the Phillies fundies. <laughs> there you go, uh, Aaron Judge and uh, Jose Altuve. Wonderful costume uh, by by uh, these two folks. Uh, Aaron You're Judge is me. a fully fully grown adult man, father. Jose Altuve, his baby son <laughs> that is adorable that is this is so funny and also this is genuinely what i feel like looks like when they take a picture together <laughs> oh yes like this looks accurate to me size wise for sure this this that costume has been on the table for like four years so for it to have only just happened now is like man we we need to be working a little bit harder here on our baseball costumes. We got to think well, about it. Well, you know, this. you got to think about it. A lot of people might not want to put on a Yankees jersey if they're not a Yankees fan. And a lot of people might not want to put their kid in an Astros jersey if they're not an Astros fan. So very brave of this man and his child to do that. Very Great brave. Great call. I might need to make a spreadsheet up to, to keep all season long and, and pitch different 
costume ideas. And then October, let's open that file up. Let's see what we got. Because uh, I like there, it. I like it. These kids look amazing as the Sandlot kids with their little Labradoodle dog uh, dressed up as Hercules. Oh my gosh, they're so cute. The cuffed pants on Benny the Jet. They got an old bat taped up. Squints looking there. He's Scotty Smalls with the big mitt and the black eye. Oh, how cute. This is perfect. Oh, they win Halloween. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of 100% nailed it. Yeah. They did oh, a great job that. on that. You found some really great costumes. Thank you. I appreciate that. You found this one I, I had not seen, although it did pop up on Ben Bowden, former Rockies reliever. Yes. Uh, on his reel, I just saw... Uh, Justin Lawrence as the Grinch. Oh, um, oh, here we let we could we could talk about Adam Caton Holland. Where'd he go? There he is. What is this? I haven't seen this. I was really not on Twitter too much yesterday. Uh, decided to go as the cash cash register building for Halloween. Oh yeah, he's gosh. the Wells Fargo building. Oh uh, my gosh! Great Denver comedian Adam Caton Holland. Uh, Holland, uh, he's thrown out the first pitch uh, a couple times here at Rockies uh, games. Uh, big fan. Love that uh, he was able to do that. And oh and my look gosh, silly. he's so funny. This is so great. He's very good. Yes, uh, I, I'm. I'm bummed I never got to see uh, their their show at the Bug Theater because uh, they they were doing some big things mm -hmm. uh, and, and and still are from. Uh, uh, their their show, but yeah, Justin Lawrence as the Grinch. You sent that to me, and I I said, uh, should I know who this is? And then the hair was the giveaway. Uh, oh on, on right, Lawrence. I think I just sent you the screenshot. Um, yeah, yeah this is like I was very taken aback by this because he got very very into the costume. He and his he wife, did. and I guess his wife was Cindy Lou Who. Is that the other? Yes, that's the other. That's the little girl from the Grinch. And you saw some really good costumes too at Citizens Bank Park. I did. Yeah. People like really dressed up, um, which was fun. What do we the have? Grim what did I even the, send you? The Grim Reaper with his tombstone. This was great. So he was walking around. There was a whole block party outside of Citizens Bank Park ahead of the World Series. Ferris wheel, food trucks, all of this. But this guy was walking around with dressed as the Grim Reaper holding a tombstone. This is R.I.P. St. Louis, October 8th, Atlanta, October 15th, San Diego. October 23rd. So rest in peace to all of the teams the Phillies killed. So first off, the guy looks like the Grim Reaper. Looks like Charlie Blackman. And two. You think so? There is not a date on. There, there, there's not a mention of Houston being on the tombstone. Not that yet. worries me that he's saying like. that is that a, that could be an we indicator. Don't know what, we don't know what date it will happen. But I guess he should have put Houston so question man, mark. He should he, have. This guy could you gotta, possibly jinx the Phillies here. No, you got to keep in mind. It probably wasn't. He's probably very drunk. <laughs> drunk enough to go back and he knows the dates that those teams were eliminated? No, I don't Excuse know. Me. It could be a jinx. This guy oh. could have done no, it. No, don't say that. Knock on wood right now. How dare you? All right. Well, this guy was definitely hating on Houston, dressed up as a gigantic baby. Oh, with a gigantic baby head. He's kind of built like a baby too. But yeah, he was, uh, a lot of people were taking pictures of him. Also behind the baby mask was like a whole like Philly fanatic hat situation too. So he had like two costumes going on in one. Okay. But yeah, he was a big, big cry baby. Yeah. Big it Houston says Houston, your diapers are full. 
I like that one. Uh, very, we, we also had jack-o'-lantern man. I don't know. He's kind of doing like a green man suit, but it was all in black with a jack-o'-lantern on his head. Yeah, yeah. There okay. were actually there was a set of them too, but um, I they were all moving so fast. Yeah, there was a lot of the. I saw a green man guy too, but he didn't have his his head on yet. But yeah, we had some pumpkins. I'm like, I don't know if you can bring that into the park. I don't think I True. saw him. I don't think I saw him in the park with that. But I know yeah. green man is, is was initially from you know, uh, an, an Eagles game or rather it's always sunny in Philadelphia for an yeah. Eagles game, but it does not seem to be a insert color man suit type season right now. It's just too cold. Like those guys got to be freezing. You got to have like a couple layers of under armor underneath that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it actually wasn't too, too cold. I think if you were wearing under armor under the green man suit, I think you're fine. It really wasn't that cold. We also have an anti Halloween costume. This kid who oh, uh, you took a picture of mm -hmm. with a sign saying, look, I, I chose the World Series over trick-or-treating. And he's he really he really took the loss, Susie. Someone, yeah, someone, replied, someone replied to my tweet and goes, and he got neither. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, maybe he went to a couple of houses on the way home. They called the game at around 7. That's not too late to trick-or-treat. You've got to go to the nice neighborhood where they're giving out the full candy bars. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, you can still, you can still trick or treat a little bit on the way home. I think you should come to my neighborhood. If you got any kids trick or treating, because I had so few customers. That's what I call my trick or treaters. I was giving out minimum three per kid. I was giving out three. And then we just hit a point where I'm like, all right, this, these are the last ones, six pieces for the final two, shut the light off, calling it a day. Is this your, first, this isn't your first Halloween in your house, right? Second one. It's your yeah. second. Last year was not not very busy either. Did you see what Kelsey Wingert posted on her Instagram um, no. about her Halloween candy? She way overestimated it, but she put a sign on the door that said, "Like, please ring the doorbell. We have so much candy." And I replied to her, "Was like, this is giving off a lot of like the free candy van energy." <laughs> yeah, a little bit, right? But yeah, I think um, a lot of people, no one is perfect at estimating. Oh, Ethan, we got full candy bars and 11 trick-or-treaters. I have so much candy in my house right now. <laughs> Garrett Send some Stubbs to the DNVR the, bar. Yeah, why not? Garrett Stubbs of the Phillies dressed up as a pierogi. No. It was not a pierogi? He's not a pierogi. He's a taco. He is a taco. Oh, yeah. that's why I guess I didn't get it. He's a taco because Kyle Schwarber stole a base and got America a free taco from Taco <sighs> Bell. So he dressed up as a taco entering the stadium yesterday because it's a great costume, but also to celebrate Kyle Schwarber's accomplishment for America. There you go. That makes a lot more sense. I'm like, oh, yeah, pierogies, you know, because Philadelphia and you know, Pittsburgh and I don't know. Pittsburgh has nothing to do with Philly, sense. so. That's the same city, right? No. no I forget that Pittsburgh's sure even in Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's it's almost West Virginia at that point. It's Pennsylvania. And I think I think it goes both ways, too. Yeah. No, no it definitely Pittsburgh does. Pittsburgh and Philly are two very different Pennsylvanias. Yeah. You still feeling good tonight about uh, the Phillies getting the win uh, despite the uh, the postponement postponement and the, and the delay a little bit is there going to be any juice loss in the building you think no i don't think there's going to be any juice loss whatsoever cuz there is no shortage on the juice in philly i think everyone 
I think everyone's going to bring the same energy players, fans. I think it's incredible. I think it'll be a little nicer out too. And, you know, also getting to the stadium yesterday, there was this like, eh, is this even going to happen? Like, why did I show up? Like, <laughs> I'm not sure that they're going to play this. And we were all kind of right. So I think now that we know for sure a game is going to happen, the energy is going to be electric. It's going to be good. Grant Levine, uh, we promised a little Rockies, Rockies talk here, rock talk. Um, and shout out. We, we know how great Zach Veen has been doing. Uh, dressed up mm -hmm. for Halloween. And I think he might have been a dog. I'm not sure what his costume was. But I didn't see this. Oh, yeah, he's just all like in a onesie. Uh, a couple guys uh, had that going on, taking batting practice. I know they like doing that down in the Arizona Fall. Oh, that's fun. Uh, but Grant Levine, uh, his, he was dressed up as himself because – uh, he's just a badass. 13 ranked prospect for the Rockies on MLB Pipeline. 12 game hitting streak entering last night. Nice. It's the longest this season in the entire Arizona Fall League. Next most is six. He's dominating fourth in the AFL and OPS. Talked about him a little bit last week with uh, Justin Wick on the DVR Rockies podcast about all the guys down in the Arizona Fall League. And he's uh, another one of those first base prospect guys, late bloomer, 23 years old now. Uh, but we should see him uh, in Albuquerque, maybe even debuting next year. Mm. So uh, got a lot of guys in the corners and the infield. And that might be where the Rockies need to get creative uh, and add some more pitching because they've got uh, – They've got only two corners. They've only got first and third. I don't know if you know how the corners work here in baseball. <laughs> I think you do, though, Susie. Um, and they've got more than enough guys uh, to fill those spots. So uh, that is an area of strength, if you will. So they need to deal from that area of strength to improve some of their weaknesses this offseason. But will they? But will they? Is, but uh, will they? <laughs> that's the question. Uh, Nolan Arenado, I do want to talk maybe a little bit more about this at another time. But uh, he has officially opted in. Mm -hmm. to his opt-out, or rather, I've just never heard that phrase before, opt-in. That just means you didn't opt-out. Yeah, didn't opt that, out, that is very strange um, uh, when you really think about it. But I think in the context of this, when, you know, there was some rumbling, I think it fits. <laughs> I'm, I'm still a bit perplexed as to why he wanted to keep his contract the way it was when Cardinals are a little bit on the ropes. They could pay him you know, a, a decent amount more, maybe not a ton, but a decent amount more. So I, I don't necessarily know what, uh, how he benefits from keeping his contract status the way it is. I know the team is going to benefit because they're still going to get $16 million from the Rockies next season. You know uh, what? That would, sorry, that would make sorry more to interrupt. Here's yeah. my theory. Maybe he doesn't want to ask for more money because he wants to make sure the Cardinals can get the best possible guys around him. Yeah, no, that, that's true. They could certainly have just restructured the deal to give him more money and take less money now. Mm -hmm. That's that's the other piece to it of just saying, hey, you know what, just just pay me less now um, so that you can, you know, pay for the guys around me and, and restructure your contract. But now, you know, maybe uh, my contract goes until I'm 39, 40, 41, and you continue to pay me uh, into the future. It's kind of similar to the DJ LeMahieu deal where they needed to keep his annual uh, average, average annual salary down so they end up paying him more uh, for more years, even though they, they really probably only wanted a 33-year-old utility <laughs> infielder for uh, for three seasons at that point. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think you're right. There's, there's something to do with that. But at $16 million next year that the Rockies are going to send to the St. Louis Cardinals, that does indeed mean Nolan Arenado will be the Rockies' second highest paid player. Do you think the Rockies will almost sure surely sign someone 
just to be the second highest. Is that something that's important to them? Ooh, uh, you know what? I didn't even realize that that would be the case for this coming season. But I do wonder if that if that might pan out. Plus, I feel like the Rockies might want to add another like really flashy face because you know they did that last year with Chris Bryant, and it, we didn't really get a lot of Chris Bryant. So maybe they're going to try with with another guy on top of this. Who knows? We don't we don't know. We we never truly never know what the Rockies are going to do. And we'll be here all off season to, to try to figure that yeah. out. I think. We know Brandon Nimmo is going to be probably at the top of their list. Um, their so wish that list. Could be, that could be a guy uh, that then bumps Arenado's $16 million down to three. And uh, as as I've been, and maybe a couple other people have been speculating about, Charlie Blackman, you know, pretty solid uh, this this past season uh, for his age and, uh, you know, was a, a Silver Slugger finalist there uh, at DH. Maybe you give him a two-year deal for, say, $27 million. And you pay him $17 million for 2023, oh. $10 million for 2024, and bing, bang, boom. Now, Arenado's $16 million is a little bit lower uh, on the priority list there. So uh, I think you can get creative enough. So that becomes less of a story. But to answer the question I ask you, yeah, I, I frankly do think the, the, the Rockies uh, are worried uh, about how that looks. Uh, to to the rest of the baseball world and the fan base a little bit that Nolan Arenado would be the second highest paid player on the Rockies. It just hurts. It hurts to hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. It absolutely does. And so yeah. So maybe that softens the blow a little bit uh, by paying some other guys a little bit more. Uh, it's the reason that that could be uh, part of their thought process. But uh, the thought process tonight is to be safe out there, Susie, and uh, to have a good game three. Looking forward to talking with you uh, on Thursday. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be talking with uh, uh, A.J. Hayfley uh, at 11 a.m. about the Houston Astros. Maybe uh, it's an Astros win. Uh, maybe uh, it's it's an Astros loss. We'll, we'll have to wait and see what's what's going on. The, the narrative about the Astros and, and this being a, an entire franchise – uh, built around science stealing is is this run to the world series has that changed we'll talk about that with him then uh you might be going to game four so we'll talk to you on thursday at 11 yeah. all about that you probably will figure out a way to go to game five so you know me uh, i'm weaseling my way into any game <laughs> that's it i don't know that you want your nickname to officially be the weasel though i'll have to workshop that I don't like that. No, not, oh my I don't gosh. Like that do, for not, you. do not call me that, Patrick. <laughs> I don't mind being the weasel. I mean, I mean, Polly Shore may have a trademark on that. I'm not sure, but uh yeah, we, we don't want you to be no. The All right, Susie I think I got Weasley. I think I got some hoagies waiting for me downstairs. <laughs> yeah, we we don't want them to get room temp. Uh, but we do want you to go over on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies at Patrick D Lions is where I'm at. And you can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. This has been wonderful, but you know what they say about momentum? It's only as good as your next show. So we'll talk to you tomorrow at 11 a.m.